We are going to talk about a movie. This is gonna be a disaster. It was one of the best movies of the year. It's gonna go so Probably one of the last movies I would ever want to see in a theater. Hello and welcome to 10 Years On. I am your host, Jacob London. This is episode 10, March 12, 2010. I'd love to join my amazing co-host. How are you today? I'm great. I'm like, dude, we made it to 10 episodes. We That's have. a pretty big deal. It like is. with the amount of films that we've had to watch <laughs> to get to this point. We, you know, congrats, everybody. Yes. We should be celebrating right now. And there's uh, this, this episode. I don't think is. Um, I don't think there's much to celebrate about this actual the content coming in this episode. But you know, this uh, this this week features my favorite film so far that we've watched and my least favorite. So we have a real wide range spectrum. Uh, let's also join my in, uh, sorry introduce my co-hosts. How uh, my other panelists? How are you guys today? Yeah, Nick look, and Peter. we've watched a lot of movies in the past 10 weeks. This week, we watched a lot of movies for <laughs> one week. So, yeah, this it's a very up, up and down episode. There's, there's good, there's bad, there's a bit of in between. It's like we hit a milestone and then we shit a brick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, is that, that's poetry. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Shakespeare, yeah, right? I'm a poet and you just don't know it. Oh, oh well... <laughs> Well, this this one's going to be a fun episode. I can already tell. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start with our first film. We're going to kick her off with one that is a little more uh, kind of middle of the road. I yeah, would say, kind of middle of the road. So let's start with Green Zone, which obviously was the biggest film that week. Discovering covert and faulty intelligence causes a U.S. Army officer to go rogue as he hunts for weapons of mass destruction in an unstable region. I don't mind this poster. I don't either. No, I, it's it's selling you what you want to watch in the movie, and that's Matt Damon. Exactly. Mm. Like, so, yeah. It's a Matt Damon poster. Like, it's... It's <sighs> it's got those born vibes, so I feel like people will be like, oh, is this something similar? But it's, you know, it's marketing to the right people. I mean, least. it's marketing to the right people, but I don't think it's marketing the right movie. No. Because mm. you go into this and go... Oh, so like basically the U.S. government is fucking everyone <laughs> and Matt Damon is trying to like reveal to the world that the U.S. government is just like, no, we don't care that we were wrong. Just fuck it. Like yeah. we're just going to keep going. And to put that movie out at this time and not really tell people what it's about in the U.S. is a little... That's a, a, a brave strategy. Yeah. That's a brave strategy, It's a bold Cotton. strategy, Cotton. <laughs> See if it pays <laughs> off. Well, let's just start talking about this film, I guess. Uh, I remember... Uh, the first time I saw this was at 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, 10 years ago at a movie marathon. Oh. Um, remember not loving it, thinking it was a little boring, a little slow, not the biggest fan of it. I really enjoyed it this time. Like, mm. I thought there is a lot that I really liked about it. Go, watching it again this time. Um, obviously, I'm not a 17-year-old teenager anymore. Like, I've actually got, you know, my tastes have evolved and I actually understand politics again. It's funny you say more. that because that's what I thought as well because I felt like not necessarily that I'm smarter than I was 10 years <laughs> ago. The track, the track record is better than that. 
but I, I feel like I understand a bit more about what's at stake in this movie. And I think that's the same deal. I remember being like, there's not enough action in this. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, there's actually a decent amount of action, but I like this sort of story, this political thriller. Yeah. And I think that's the other biggest thing that this film didn't sell was they sold it as Jason Bourne in the Iraq mm. war, where mm. it's not, it's, Basically, it's a political thriller starring Matt Damon. Yeah. And that's what they needed to sell. But you're right. You could, This film's ahead of its time. Like, yeah. massively ahead of its time mm. and in terms of, hey, we're going to talk about the fact that America fucked up in terms of, like, in terms of fucked up. But, like, in, they went into a country that they really had no right to go into based on a lie. Yeah. And this film they says They had bad that. intel. Yeah. And then just ignored it and just kept going and mm, just yeah. went, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. And the fact that this film so willingly just go, that's, that is basically the discovery of the film is that, oh, Matt Damon realizes the American government lied to him. And the fact that you're putting that into a film in 2010 is kind of a big deal. And it's about such a big thing too. Cause I remember how big the, the buzzword of mm. weapons of mass destruction was like, that's, that's a huge element mm. to be like, there's also to basically open your film with that to be like, mm. Oh yeah, there are no weapons of mass destruction here. And the first thing Matt Damon goes is yeah, something's wrong. It's not the like, Oh, we'll get the next one yeah. immediately in the film. You're like, Oh, this is a U S production. That's, shitting on the fact that this Iraq war was a bit of a sham. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, it intrigued me straight away. Mm. This, this watch anyway. Well, mm. and the other thing that really made it, um, a movie that seemed like it wasn't afraid to just go there, especially at a time like this is Matt Damon's character very much emphasizes the fact that, you know, clearly the people in charge in the CIA and in the U S government, don't care what the mm. reason is that they're going to war. They're just trying to go to war. Yeah. And his character says, that's all that matters is the reason you're sending us yeah. all yeah. to war. Yeah. And that's a huge thing to try to explore in a movie, especially to an American audience where it is very divided on how people feel about the military and the army and just our wars that we're involved in or not involved in or whatever. But when we go and put soldiers out there, no matter what branch of whatever it is, like to me, there better be a damn good reason if people are going to go die. And if you're mm. lying to them about yeah. why they're going to go possibly get killed, that's a huge thing to try to explore and make an American audience swallow. Mm. Like that's yeah. not a light, light mm. topic. Also to make it a good movie. And I actually think there's not many directors who could pull that off. And Paul Greengrass as like we were talking about United 93 earlier, that that's a film that it takes a certain sort of filmmaker, someone who's not afraid to show you the nitty gritty and the dirty, but also sort of portray it in an, in an interesting and entertaining way. I'm not saying this movie is like overly entertaining because it is a, a slower drama at points and it really takes its time to really hammer you over the head with some facts. Mm. But I think Paul Greengrass is such a master of dramatic tension while also having a frantic energy. A lot of that's his camera work. He's obviously famous for the shaky cam and pulling it off well. But the fact that we're in scenes where it's like, you know, Greg Kinnear is like being the, the evil genius of the, you know, the US government. So that's ultimately the character he's playing. To get a sense of dread from him with a sort of frantic energy is, is hard to pull off. And that's why I think this film works on a lot of levels. Uh, I think everyone's... <laughs> no, but I think everyone said everything about it. Like, I, I, I saw this 10 years ago and I remember thinking... This shaky cam, I remember... 
affected me a lot more. Like watching it, rewatching it now, I was mm. like, oh, it's actually not as frantic mm. as I remember it. Yeah. And I was the same. I went into this movie thinking it was going to be like Jason Bourne mm. in a war zone. And I'm like, I'm not smart when it comes to <laughs> political stuff. And I didn't really remember too much about the story, but rewatching it, yeah, it's like, yeah, this is a, um, this is definitely a topic that uh, will it's, yeah. upset a lot of people. It's got and things I think to because say. The movie's kind of, but I don't think a lot of people remember it. Like it's, mm. it's, it's like as I said, it came out far, like it's far ahead of its time. Uh, this is a movie that if it was released recently, yeah, you definitely have a lot of people talking yeah. about it, yeah. and it would piss a lot of people off well, because, yeah, I mean, yeah. it did. It yeah. it. It was a box office bomb. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. did not make back its money. And people were mad. And like there were people who were genuinely mad at this film and angry because of, for it being anti-American. Mm. And I think that... I think back then, you had more people who were saying who would have said, oh, it's anti-American. Now, I think that those ones would have been very... Not, I think the majority would have been, no, this is a really interesting movie and interesting and the i think that it is a good movie it is a very good movie but i don't think it's a great movie but i Mm. think it's a it's a good solid framework to work around and i think the the political stuff inside of it is fascinating Mm. and that's where i wish it worked a bit more on Mm. i feel like if it was released within the last couple of years it would have been a little bit more balanced in terms of you'd have your people saying it's anti-american but then you'd have an equal amount of people saying no this is this is the what we need to talk these are the mm. things we need to talk about if we're going to keep our government in yeah. check yeah. like we need to yeah. know these things and talk about these things mm. and there are people who are always going to say questioning our government and questioning our military and our army and our armed forces and whatever is un-american and you're always going to have those people that exist but i think now it's a lot more acceptable i don't mm. know if that's the right word but it's a lot like people are more willing to say uh, yeah. No, people, yeah no yeah. i think well, people are a lot more willing to say their views on things we're a bit more self-aware as a society too like we kind of know when shit's going wrong we kind of know that we actually have a voice now so yeah i agree it's um, yeah i mean even look at you know three years ago vice yeah it had it was it it wasn't about it, but it touched upon this exact same storyline of yeah. we wanted to go to we you know in Vice they're like we know we wanted to go to Iraq because you know we wanted to go to Iraq to inst- install our own leadership uh, our own you know leader and I like that the film looks at it and goes <laughs> that didn't work yeah. like they they show that scene of hell what America's installing a leader and um, and Iraq just not accepting it and. Yeah. There's a lot that I think this film does well. There's some other parts where I think it is a little cliched and I think it does use some stock characters, but it's not a detriment to the film. Like I, no. I don't think it completely takes away from it. It definitely gets its message across, mm. like with it without too many hindrances as well. Like mm. and it's and it's entertaining enough. Like the action scenes are pretty cool. I, I as much as I know we were talking about this, um, that the third act is definitely the most Hollywood part of the mm. movie. It's a big chase scene, mm. there's lots of explosions, lots of gunfights. Yeah. But I actually like how that concludes. Like that's yeah. that's possibly the strongest message of the movie is when the I can't remember the character's name, but the one from the beginning of the movie who helps Matt Damon, Freddie, Freddie, yeah. Freddie, uh, when he gets to shoot and be and he's like Matt Damon's like no 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 we were gonna take him in we, and he's like it's not your country mm. for you to decide like how we treat the people who fucked us over basically yeah. and that's a very strong thing to, mm. to 
again yeah. to the point to be like to tell americans like it's not your place to, yeah. to to decide what happens in this country and be like wait a second yeah aren't we the superpower of the world you know what i mean it's yeah. fucking bold man so props to green gas and everyone. and that and uh, like i think the first two acts are the strongest part of the film mm. like and I, I mentioned this last night i was saying well th- i think the third act does get very hollywoodized in its action in the way that it's telling the story and that it's very much oh we you know giant chase with four different people all going after this one guy that kind of takes me out a little bit but it was still entertaining like i was still enjoying it It just the first two acts are stronger for me which is funny because i reckon 10 years ago i was like oh the ending's awesome but the first two acts are boring and it's like (laughs) i grew up um (laughs) but yeah i I don't know this was a a solid movie that i i enjoyed now and i would think i would recommend people check out now yeah, and if you even if you've seen it, I would say yeah. go back and rewatch it because I think this is one that's going to get the appreciation over time. Of mm-hmm. hey, upon reflection, it's actually a pretty good film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if people come out and go, "Oh, I don't like the cliche characters, or I don't like this." And I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. But I think the message of the film would have overshadowed a lot of opinions that people had maybe yeah. back ten years ago. Yeah, for sure. And also the marketing would have overshadowed the yeah. opinions yeah. ten years ago of, oh, but we wanted. Jason Bourne in the Iraq War. It's not what this movie is, and I'm glad it's not. Yeah. Because um, I think this is a bit deeper than what that could have actually been. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next movie. We have the 2010 film Remember Me. A romantic drama centered around two lo- new lovers, Tyler, whose parents have split in the wake of his brother's suicide, and Ali, who lives each day to the fullest since witnessing her mother's murder. I mean... The rom-com of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. The rom-drom of the year. Yeah. I, I think this is... I, I, the poster's fine. Like, it's a... I mean, the poster's trying to sell the romantic comedy drama, definitely. Mm. Like, it's putting Robert Pattinson at the forefront, which is obviously what they wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's making him look desirable because... <laughs> You know, not that he's not okay. I in mean, this in this movie, he's not. I mean, that in this movie, he's, he's not. He's a bit of a fucking dropkick but in this movie. Him and his best friend, dude, are like <laughs> not great catches. College bros, we'll get there. Not great, <laughs> but, um, but but the poster's not bad. Yeah, like it's. I think the poster's selling like the first three quarters of the movie. Yeah, I. I the one yeah. thing about the poster, I was like, why are they smiling? Like they're not. <laughs> like that's maybe one thing where you're like, they're not smiling. She kind of looks this like movie. she's giving him a handy. <laughs> Actually, you this, know what? This, this poster, she's like, she's liking it more than this, him. This poster is definitely trying to sell a romantic comedy, not a romantic drama. Yeah. Like yeah. they need to be a little more dramatic, yeah. I think, in mm. in yeah. this poster. Yeah, give us like a Brooklyn's finest. Yeah, especially like just a, just a, especially so since face. that tagline is like gives you a raw and gut wrenching performance, and you're like. That's not associating words with smiling people. On yeah. The However, I agree with that review, and we will yeah. get, we will get to that. Um. All right. Well, let's start talking about it. Um. Are we gonna work right. our way to it, or are we just gonna talk about it? <laughs> okay. Let's let's just talk really quickly about the things that we do really like about this film, because the the biggest thing for me is. Robert Pattinson shows the signs of the actor he would become. Yes. Of he is able to, he is showing signs in this film 
oh, you are really talented. Like, you, love, you are talented. I love the boardroom scene with him and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. That was my favorite yeah. scene in the movie because it was just too... Like, and Pierce Brosnan, it can act when he wants to and just their dynamic in that scene... The way they sort of go, they're actually matching each other's levels of mm. like, you know, masculine aggression, father and son relationship. Like that's a, that was the, if you, if this was an Oscar movie, that's the Oscar scene. Yeah. And it was quite, it hit me as yeah. well. And, and I mean, you were just waiting for him to say, she's going to, you, you're going to lose her like you lost your son. Like yeah. it's, yeah. you were waiting yes. for that moment. And when it hits, it's, oh, like, that, that's yeah. the second oh fuck when Pierce Brosnan tells all his boardrooms like sit the fuck down. I was like, wow, you can talk to people, you can talk to your board like that. You know what? The, I want to be a CEO. The Robert Pattinson scene of aggression that I really liked was when he fucking grabs the 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 chair, the table and chair of the girl that yeah. um kind yeah. of I was like in the classroom. I loved that he didn't say a word. Mm. Like he took all of his aggression out by throwing the fire extinguisher out because you knew that he was probably going to punch her <laughs> so yeah but i love that it he was, dispels a little bit of aggression but, and then yeah but i just love that it was this like case of like you fucked with my sister and someone like his character you sort of think he could be like that dick guy who's like has a sister and like he loves her but he never shows it but i think the fact yeah. that he obviously because he lost his older mm. brother and he just cherishes his younger yeah. sister so much. That was a very nice I think that's something that this film does really well, yeah. is yes. showing the relationship he has with each family yeah. member. Yeah. And she's not written terribly. No. no. Like and she's, she's quite she's good. She's a good actress. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, the, and then when he moves the girl's desk, I was like, oh, fuck, like, you're allowed to do that too. Like, this well, movie is showing you all this. Because he did go You know what I mean. But, but <laughs> I know, I, that scene, I just was like, yeah, just like. And when he's like really violent with the bicycle when he wants to ride the bike, like, he has so much, like, and that's a testament to Robert Pattinson. Like, I don't necessarily think the movie wrote his character very well but he did a lot of just nuanced things that i was like i believe this guy's frustration at everything that's happened to him in his life yeah i think this movie has a lot of good ideas and um it starts to execute a lot of them in terms of wanting to be this story about dealing with grief and to Mm. these two individuals who are still dealing with grief one who's been for a very long time and one who is somewhat more recently Mm. had to kind of face this Mm. and just how people deal with it differently and how it just kind of stays with you and and what that manifests to and i think like i said it kind of starts to execute a meaningful story around that idea and it just isn't quite all the way there Mm. yeah and that's come that basically culminates in the ending which i mean okay (laughs) Again, this is one of the most famous bad endings of a film. Or should we also say, did we did we all know? Yes, the I knew part? it. I mean, I I think I was the only one who had seen this movie. Yeah, so yeah, I hadn't yeah, seen yeah. this. Movie. I hadn't seen okay, it, but so I, I but I knew of the. Ending. I had seen this movie before, so I definitely knew. What the <laughs> but when you was. first saw it, you didn't. know. No, when no, I first okay. saw it, I didn't know. It was just like Fucking I think I was just Jesus. I think I just like was looking for something to watch and I was like, oh, like I'm interested I'm interested to see what Robert Pattinson is doing outside of Twilight. Because like, yeah, at was this just point kinda, we'd only seen him in Twilight and, it was, and, Harry, and Potter. Harry Potter. But, yeah. And it was so yeah. I just kind of wanted to see because I've never been a fan of the Twilight films, but I thought he was really good in Harry Potter for yeah. the yeah. little bit of him that we did get. Yeah. So I just, it was a movie that I just, 
put on because, you know, it's like, oh, like a romantic drama. Sure. <laughs> and then you get to the mother frickin' ending and you Which go. Which is dramatic. And literally, but <laughs> literally like the last like two minutes of mm. the movie. Yeah. Where like, nothing has been alluding to what And they give you. They give you about 0.5 seconds to prepare because they write the date on the whiteboard that or the chalkboard. Reveal of they that. write it on the chalkboard and you go, are they about to, <laughs> is this really where this is it about was, to go? It's that, it's even knowing that this movie ends and I'm just going to say it with 9-11. <laughs> when that chalkboard revealed, I was sitting there watching it and I went, get fucked. <laughs> That's just like you are doing the worst thing a lazy writer can do, and that is capitalize on fucking the worst things that happen in the world for emotion in a film that really hasn't earned it, in my and opinion. That is my biggest problem with the ending. It's because it, it's yeah. That it was Hey, different cool. story. If he's a firefighter, maybe. You know, yeah, if maybe, he's yeah, like there's different aspects you can take to get to that. But like it's the sh- and it's the shot pulling away from the towers. It's that other get fucked like that. It made me like I'm not. I haven't even been affected by 9/11. I wasn't. I'm not an American. I was a kid, and even I was just like, and I can be an edgy fucking person with some <laughs> of the shit I say. And even I was like, that's just doing it wrong. That's like that is it, so out of context. To me, it was clear. Okay, your ending. You wanted the ending of this film to be him dying. That was the ending, and it was probably him committing suicide. But they couldn't; they needed him to be in a happy place and also dying, and they didn't know how to do See, it. I almost would have been like, as tragic as it would have been, almost like almost have him. What happened with the mother at the beginning? Yeah, have him yeah. be mugged and shot. Yeah, like like horrib- he's happy, and then he ends yeah, up like getting shot or something. But yeah. Case, yeah. it's the, I mean, the mother and the daughter at the beginning, they're happy. That, she gets yeah. mugged. She, that's a horrible, big, like horrible in terms of the way that she's looking at their faces, and they just know she's gonna yeah. take us, take us in. The doors open. I was like, and the, and the way that movie starts, I went, oh, I'm in for something. Yeah, like I, this. but I loved it. Yeah. Like I was watching, and I was like, wow, that's a bold opening, and I am so like, yeah. you went there, and I'm glad you did because yeah. that movie opens incredibly. The directing is what kills this film. It's absolutely 100% the directing. And it just pains me because there is a good movie here. Mm. Like there is a really good movie in this. And yeah. As the American on this panel, can yeah. I talk about why 9-11 yeah, set yeah. me in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Because like, I, the first time I watched this movie, I thought it was fine. Like I was kind of, Board through mm. a lot of it just mm. because like we have said the directing is definitely a big problem in this movie yeah and then i didn't even like because thinking back on it i didn't remember that there was the chalkboard reveal i just remember what happened yeah. for the last two minutes of the movie and just like it's it sucks because like you when the camera pulls away and you see the towers, even it without that date written on the chalkboard, yes. you would know what that means. Yeah. Like you just would. And um, and it's just, it made me angry. Even when we watched it this time, like when it happened, I was just really upset. It's just like, I can't see even fake footage of 9-11 without just like losing it. Like yeah. I can't, I can't do it. And um, And so I just remember watching it the first time and just being, really upset and going i should be upset that he's dead but like i don't even care that he's dead i'm just upset that they just put 
9-11 in here. And now I'm upset because I'll never forget the day that 9-11 happened. Mm. I'll never forget how upset I was. I'll never forget like that day mm. yeah. and just how much it affects me and has always affected me emotionally. And then it's like, well, now I'm just upset because that event in history upsets me. I'm not even emotion like I'm not reacting to the movie yeah. Yeah. emotionally. I'm just upset. And that's shit writing. Like like to bring, like not to take away from how but you it felt, is. but that's but it is. shit fucking writing because if you if you've looked at your script and gone Oh, it's sad, but we really need an emotional punch. And they're like, what's really sad? Oh, 9-11 was really sad. That, that's fucked up. That is super, that's, I don't know how to, it's like, it's like having a romantic comedy and then realizing they were inside a Holocaust camp the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, they've had it really hard, but good thing they found comedy. You know what I mean? It's fucked. Yeah. I, I hated this movie. It is boring as batshit. It, I, I hated watching it. This is the worst one I've watched this year. I know we're going to talk about one later. Wow. No, I think Remember Me is honestly one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. Wow. I don't agree with that. I really I don't agree with that. The, more, with the that. more I think about it, I hated watching this movie. <laughs> I think because me. It, angers, it angers me as someone who enjoys movies to, the, to that extent. I like getting emotionally invested in films, but I couldn't care less about half the people in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 didn't buy I know one of the movies we're going to talk about I and know. the one that we spoke about last uh, two weeks ago being fucking cop out and you're saying this is worse I, I get that this movie like with the ending this movie is like horrific because of that it just is so emotionally manipulative and it's like this has no reason to be here and like that's such a Cop out yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better word it's, Cop out It's such a horrible thing yeah. To be like This is what we're going to use To propel emotion mm. But like Taking the ending away I still didn't like it I think the movie Like It's got it, good elements in yes. it I agree I think it Like I said I think it wants to tell An interesting story about grief But it doesn't understand yeah. How to do that To a satisfying end So they're like Oh what can just make our viewers feel fucking unbearable yeah. grief by the end of this movie? Like, yeah. Fucking 9-11. Yeah. So, like, with the ending, like, yes, absolutely a horrible decision and a bad move. Yeah. Without the ending, there is no way that this movie <laughs> is fucking worse than Cop Out or what something we're about to talk about soon. Different uh, strokes, different folks. But, but that's what I mean. I think that's why... <laughs> So, you know. Uh, but I think. Oh, so but, fucking angry. But, like, I, I agree. I don't think I would be as upset and say what I'm saying if it wasn't for the ending. But I actually didn't like the movie I, leading up to that either. I, I, it was so. I wasn't invested. I didn't believe their romance that much. But that's just no, me. No, like, I didn't. I yeah, didn't actually, believe their like, romance. So, if that's, if that's what you want me to get invested in before 9 11 happens, you did not do a good job of that and either. I, like, the way that she was written as, like, the, like, the, you know, like, I have my dessert before dinner like it's a bit like yeah. cliche like she's the well and she's wacky, the crazy and she's girl the girl that every... like answers questions in class and she's yeah. like it's just like i like they've sort of done stereotypical like in terms of he's like the sullen one and she's all like living life to the fullest mm. and of course they're going to get together but i think towards the end they I, I i believe that they have a genuine attraction to each other like obviously it starts mm. under False pretenses, but very convenient false pretenses. <laughs> Again, sorry, that whole I, I just I need to get like, that whole 
fucking false pretenses thing was bullshit. And yeah. as soon as it was introduced, the one saving grace about the as soon as it was introduced, it wasn't the friend getting jealous and and revealing oh, it. Yeah. I was I was waiting for that. Actually, but can yeah. we also just talk about how much of a fuck nut the friend was? Because oh, dude. I hated him. <laughs> He was written so horribly. Get him out. And then when he's sitting on the train, he's like, oh, I've had sex with chicks in every continent. Oh, my. I was like, bullshit. Dude. Robert Pattinson can fuck every girl in different continents because Robert Pattinson has that, you know. He's Robert Pattinson. You know, but this guy, this weenie little fucktard, no. That that was literally the first comment Jacob made about the whole movie was it when the best friend has been on screen for about. 10 seconds he's Jacob just goes he's so I annoying. hate this guy yeah. <laughs> like that was the first comment he made he about this like, entire movie shit. and then when he's acting up to be like this big playboy I'm like nah, mate. <laughs> do you nah. know what do you know what I think I think the writer of the film is that guy almost in real life because it's it's again it's not a well written movie it's like the, it's classic dude bro's like you know what makes people sad tragedy and then he adds it into the film and then he's like but also I fucked chicks in every continent also she laughs along she's like oh that's so that's funny like you, that's cool dude I'm so happy that's he's a virgin 100% he's only, like the only like, people who've seen his penis as a woman was his mum when he was born like that's fuck I hate this movie <laughs> I fucking hate it. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> so I am not that hard on this film. No, me um, neither. I, but I, I think I, Pierce Brosnan is terrible in this film. Oh, he's <laughs> like his New York. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. So Robert Pattinson's British. Yeah. Yep. Pierce Brosnan is something. Welsh. I think so. Lena Olin, very, like, she's like Mediterranean or something. And you're meant to believe that Pierce Brosnan and Lena Olin. Had a baby That's and it turned out to be the whitest kid. Because <laughs> Lena Holland is very olive skinned, so I don't believe that they would blend that. Um, but yeah, his accent isn't great. Um, it's still not worse than what we're about to talk about. I love, I love that how quickly he was impressed by her at that dinner scene. Like it's, it's, I'm not saying that she wasn't like making a bad impression, but he's gone from literally like I have no time in the day except for myself. He's like, ah, you're a fantastic conversationalist. After one sentence, I'm like, there is who? Oh, fuck this movie. It's a testament to the writing. <laughs> it's a testament to the writing that was written by someone who's fucking dumb, deaf, and blind. <laughs> So uh, we've got uh, three, <laughs> we've got three so-sos and one worst film of the year so watch, far. Watch Cop Out instead. <laughs> Don't watch no, Cop instead. no. Listen to me because this is my channel and I'm the only woman here, so I have some She's form like, of sense. Yeah, no, I, I made you, Nick. I can break justice. <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. Do not. Like unless you're an edge lord like Nick. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Dank edge lord. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. Wow. You've I've lost got, all control. I've got to follow that up somehow. That escalated quickly. I was not expecting that. I wasn't either, but I just kept thinking about the movie. I was getting real mad. Oh, you are like Nick when he's angry. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to one that is uh, more universally happy for all of us and uh, just get us all trying to elevate the mood a little bit. Uh, she's out of my league. 
An average Joe meets the perfect woman, but his lack of confidence and the influence of his friends and family begin to pick away at the relationship. I hate that they've added the three dudes at the back. Yeah. I mean, the, the, DVD, the DVD copy has just, just, just those two. Oh, okay. Like that it's yeah. just them two, because that just makes it look like some bad I'm, sitcom. Well, because I'm intrigued. like a weird lesbian with <clears throat> stripes. It's not good. Because <laughs> I'm intrigued. I, I can't remember how they marketed this movie. Was it marketed as a rom-com or was it marketed as like a dude bro comedy? I think it was marketed as a dude bro comedy. So okay. that, which that would make sense. Makes which no, no sense, sense to me. Yeah. It's actually incredibly which, uh, sweet. No, I agree, because I think it's great. But like interesting to see, because like that would be the post for the dude bro comedy you yeah. know what I mean whereas I the poster we got in Australia which was just them two is the romantic comedy yeah, yeah. Um, okay so yeah p- quick poster talk I mean yeah you're right it's not a bad poster it's, not a bad poster. it's just it depends on yeah. which way they're trying to it market says, uh, yeah. what it is he, he's photoshopped as fuck yeah oh, yeah. Like, oh god yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really bad photoshop but <laughs> otherwise yeah not a bad poster uh, I mean I I they both look both of their faces look far too photoshopped like her yeah. face I don't know are you gonna do the epic zoom on yeah, this sure. one like it's not great oh yeah it's, yeah, <laughs> it's not great oh I just realized like she doesn't just, look super invested yeah I just saw all of like I just I can just see TJ Miller's face <laughs> and Mike Vogel Mike Vogel's not looking at them no. <laughs> He's looking up. Oh, yeah, my right Vogel's like, oh, there's some other person. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's the dude flying the plane. Like, yeah. <laughs> like at least, at least, like TJ Miller's face is like he's in disbelief, which is what he is in the movie. Uh, the other guy we'll who I TJ think Miller. It's Nate Torrance, I think that's his name. He's just happy, but he's happy yes. the whole movie. Does that make sense? And Mike Vogel is, you know, he's like the kind of like the stud of the group, and mm. he's probably just like, oh, it should have been me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. yeah, it's an yeah. okay. It's I mean, it's, fine. It's, it sells exactly what the movie yeah. is. To a degree. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about She's Out of My League. This is my favorite film of the year so far. Yeah, uh, that shocked me. Like, not that it's your favorite favorite, but like, I think like, I mean, compared to definitely what we've watched I'm, this year, like this is the one that you really got uh, to, attracted to. I mean... T- Number two, still Daybreakers. So, like, it's <laughs> it's not been a great year so far. I'm not going to lie. But, um, no, I, I think it's really sweet. I think it's really funny. Yes. Um, the humor holds up. The really humor. Well. And that was Which, 10 minutes in, it hadn't for me. And I was worried. 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, no. If, if I, I was really worried that the humor wasn't going to hold up. Yeah. Because TJ Miller says a lot of very, very inappropriate things that were. In the first 10 minutes. In the first yeah. 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, this this might not hold up but it then got very funny and very quickly yeah. and i i i love this film i, I, it was I think very it's, good i think it's such a smart film because the, like we just said the humor does hold up really well but also the premise of the story is just so good mm, like it's yeah. so good natured like oh if you don't like try to be an asshole and like try to be super arrogant and like treat this woman like she's just a really hot woman she might be interested in you yeah weird i, I really liked that like because re-watching it i'm like i actually completely believe that she's into him yeah, yeah. like even yes. though and like i was like he's not like yeah he's like when you look at them together okay yes alice eve is stunning and mm. jay brauschel's like not on an equal level, but I was like, mm. but he's not unattractive. No. no, like when they're sitting together, I'm like, I, I if can, I saw those two, I'd be like, I believe it. Like, yeah. he, and it's how she's like, everybody treats me like I'm meant to be this 
10 perfect girl and she's like and i'm not and i like that she's like that's why i broke up with my much more attractive ex-boyfriend because he treated me like i was perfect and i'm Mm. not and she's like and that's why the only reason i'm mad at you is because you're doing the same thing not because of how you look yeah i was like i like that that's the message and i like that it's coming from her Mm. yeah yeah she's like just treat me like a person and he's like i want to treat you like a person so just yeah. don't listen to your dude bro friends and which is that's oh. great yeah. because normally in any other sort of dude bro rom-com it would be flipped around it would be the dude bros goes like but you are good enough for her bro and then the like, go get it you know what i mean like yeah. that would be the movie but it's it, you're right it's smart but it's he's very well confident written initially yes because yeah. he has no chance because he has like he no chance yeah. so it's just like when they're on the date you're like you're not trying to impress her which is why the date goes so well well yes. and it's i think it's a great gom- commentary on the fact that so much of the time men have no idea <laughs> what women what women are actually thinking or what they're actually looking for yeah like i just think it's a commentary on like all these guys trying to be like this is what you got to do yes. this is what you got to do i've dated so many people i know I mean, that this is what you got to do we know someone like like not personally between us but like we all know someone i thought you were gonna be like we know someone who does <laughs> Sorry, I was more opening it up. It's like, <laughs> like just the way that you were like. Sorry, yeah, I definitely, I definitely directed hands right at Jacob. That's not what I intended. Not what I intended. But like, it, we all have a friend who has been in your ear that one time who's gone, dude, she's so into you, and then you're like, you have no fucking idea. You listen to them because they're the one instilling confidence into you to an extent. But like the fact that this movie can be still so relevant 10 years later yeah. and still be hilarious. Like that is, I don't know if it was an underrated comedy for its time. Cause I remember watching it at the cinemas and loving it. And it's one of those movies that consistently pop up over the past 10 years. Yeah. And I'm going, it's, I love this movie. Cause I got like quite like hit me because I was looking mm. at it going like, I've completely been like wing who mm. I think is like completely out of my league in terms like the way that he looks. Like for those for those who don't know, Peter's boyfriend Wing is a chiseled Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a so he's a good looking dude. And like I remember thinking, like, oh, I can't, I can't fuck this up <laughs> because I'm never going to get someone better than Wing. Yeah, like he's no, but, like, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I've just got to remember. Yeah, you are good enough. <laughs> but like watching that movie, I was like, yeah, you just listen to so much other shit whereas the whole time you're like i don't need to no. i'm actually good yeah. and he likes me God, so therefore <laughs> why can't i just accept that like it's so it, sweet it's so, like, so sweet i like a little rom-com like this is the one that makes me just go i'm so good it's fine. <laughs> but that's the other thing i really liked and really loved about this film is they act like humans like yes. being like and yes. that's that's the thing that drives me crazy easy about a lot of romantic comedies is you watch two people not be humans yeah. like who mm. are no you're just both being idiots through the entire film and you know the the scene with the parents is the most perfect rel- <laughs> and it's when the, they first when they first meet, meet and yeah. you know they get into an argument because yeah. you know he's too embarrassed to say anything so they get into an argument which yeah. makes sense because yeah you would be and it's just this so perfect and then as soon as it's explained oh everything's all forgiven because it would be like that's it's just you have two people act like adults and act like human beings whereas in a in a cliched bad rom-com that would happen he would explain it and they'd still be in a fight for 10 minutes yeah and then that would be the 
you know, oh, we're so sad moment of the film. And then, hey, yeah. they'll get back together at the last 10 minutes. Like, and, I, yeah. and like when he, um, when he premature ejaculates. And Funny get, fucking and gets, scene, by the way. And gets like nervous and leaves. And like, okay, she would understandably be upset because she doesn't know he premature ejaculated yeah. and thinks he was just rude and left. And then when he explains it to her and Kristen Ritter, oh, who, by the way, she's so who good so in this movie. Fucking good oh, in this. she is that, so, so funny. Go shit in your hand. That is the <laughs> best line in any movie um, I've heard so far this but year. But yeah, when she says like, no guy is going to like- Make that, make that up. <laughs> no, yeah. like, but like people would say, like if you were honest enough to say, I jizzed in my pants. <laughs> And she's like, it's actually a massive compliment to you. <laughs> and a friend going, no one's going to make that up. Go after you. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what, what would happen. Would happen. Yeah. Um, oh, I just, I just, my fa- I think one of my favorite lines is when TJ Miller's just like, oh, who brought the bad news back? Give us some fucking honey. <laughs> oh. I tell you what, we, I know you're in the same boat with me, Taylor. Like, we do not like TJ Miller. I no. do not no. like but him either. In this film, there was a bearability because he was actually kind of funny. He had some funny one-liners. He was a supporting, supporting character. So yeah. I didn't have to put up with him too much, but he definitely rounded out that group. Well. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I really actually enjoyed his performance in this movie yes. a lot. It didn't feel like I was watching our I, modern day TJ Miller yes. where it's distracting yeah. Yeah. and you're like, I guess this is funny, but like, yeah. He acted like the stupid best friend. Yes. Like yeah. it, it just fit well it, with it, the story. I I walked out I, I, afterwards. I was like, okay, that movie was effing amazing. I really loved it. I, I thought it was so good. I hate it because it made me like TJ Miller yeah. in this movie. Like yeah. I was, it's, it, it's just, I walked out going, he was funny. He was genuinely funny and you yeah. can't take that away. Like, and I like yeah. that his character, like how he um, confronts yeah. the girl, how he was like, what, the, why did we break up? And how she said, you like... I was, you were fine for me. You were just never good enough for yourself. And you're just like, oh uh, man, you're so fucking stupid. This movie's so profound. <laughs> like, it is. It's, it's really, but it's, yeah, and it's but like it's packaged but, in this very fluffy, like, yeah. you know, like slightly raunchy comedy, but it's like, but it's got some deep, mm, like yeah. relatable stuff in it. But when it happens, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a weird rom-com moment where it's like, you were never good enough for yourself. Yeah. Like it doesn't like feel she, like yeah, one of those. She literally just is just like, you were just not good enough for you, dude. Like, like yeah. really I didn't have a problem. Yeah. Here. Like fuck off. I'm working. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Why are we having this yeah. conversation yeah. right now? Um, <laughs> I love, I think the funniest moments in this film are with his family. His family. Look, his family, <laughs> that, that teeters on a line that in with, Oh, it's like Work, the girlfriend like, being part of the family yeah, is also but, like, that's very just no, heightened. But all yeah, of it. Yeah. No, but, like, um, it but, yeah. so good. But that is a testament to good writing because yeah. that could so easily be a disaster where every single time they're on screen, you're just like, I can't, like, this is driving me crazy. What, but oh, it's, what, one of my it, favorite payoffs from that is when he's on the plane oh. and he's just like, fuck <laughs> you and fuck you. And fuck yeah, you. But I like any other, like, Traditional rom com, he would have done that, and he would have walked off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like how it's like and it's like, either twenty five thousand dollars to you, <laughs> or you sit back on the plane. And you're just like, oh, I'm just and then the it's plane. Like, <laughs> told everybody to go fuck themselves. And then we go away for a little bit, and then we come back, and <laughs> it's just the brothers doing that. Oh. I love um, the scene. The I feel like another really funny payoff is when they when she first is invited over for the family dinner, and they're like, "Yeah, come get in the pool." And she's like, "Yeah, underwear's fine." She's like, it "Would be fine if I were wearing any," which is funny in itself because then the boy goes back underwater. It's great, 
But then it's when Marnie comes oh, out and she's, <laughs> dinner, and she's all dolled up and she says, she's like, I'm not wearing underwear either. And then everyone's just like, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, because like Lindsay Sloan, she's not unattractive. No, no she but it's so funny. Unattractive it's character. So in, funny. in that same yeah. scene when she's like, I know how hard it is for us girls to end <laughs> the family's like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Us like, girl, like, what are like, you talking about? Yeah, you've never been like a, a beacon of, you know. Like when she comes out and like opens with the bathing suit, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And then Alice Eve walks in in like a sunburn. She's just like, Oh. <laughs> it's just it's funny too because you're right she's not unattractive but the no. way that she's able to play it yeah, in this movie so it's just funny yeah so perfect because she's just like the punching bag of the entire family <laughs> like how the the pregnant wife how he's like she's like smoking hot thanks babe but she makes her look like a fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's like so many little, little it feels like a like, real family yeah. though. it does that's like, why they're, not, so yeah, good. they're not like if you like you're gonna talk shit to your family in front of company, you're going to be like, we probably shouldn't, but it happens. It just, yeah. And this movie just shows that like, and then also Alice Eve is like, I'm completely cool with this. Yeah. Like and it goes to show that just, she's invested in but this. But that's the thing I love so much about this movie is that those moments, it, it never falls into trope. It yeah. never falls into yeah. those moments of, oh, I'm awkward and uncomfortable. And, oh, you just, and you know, him blowing up the family, you made her uncomfortable and awkward. And yeah. now I've got to deal. It's like, no, she loves it. Yeah. And I really, really love that about this film. Like, yeah. When she There's says just, yeah. how much money she makes and they're all just like, fuck you. Yeah, like, <laughs> the like, wedding. That the is wedding, a yeah. genuine reaction. If someone was like, oh yeah, I'll make like 50 grand off this. You'd be like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love their wedding. As well. yeah. I was like, we're going full NASCAR. <laughs> It's going to be real classy, right? <laughs> oh, God. I, I love this movie. I yeah. do, too. Yeah, it's this, so this good. A great movie. Like, I think all of us are definitely high recommending. High recommend. Yes. High recommend. like This was my first time watching it. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was, like, super stoked. After yeah. I was like, yes. Yes. Everything has paid off to this point now. Like, I'm so happy. To this point. Yeah. yeah. To this point, And then it'll reset until we get another yeah. good one. Uh, we, we're, we're a while away. Uh, actually, no. We're only a couple of weeks away from How to Train Your Dragon. Thank oh, God. Oh, thank God. Uh, but. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Uh, just want to say like, oh, another scene that I absolutely loved. And the thing that. Okay. I loved it, but I also hated it was that opening scene with when she's at the airport, like first gets to the oh, airport. Everyone's and like every, fawning over yeah, it. like everyone's fawning over it. And that was the bit that made me go, oh, this is not aged well. And yeah. then. It didn't go back to that humor. No, and that's what I liked is that they it just never did it to establish the story the, that it was telling, and yeah, then that the, she like everyone's gonna like because he come later on. Like Jay Baruchel's character is just like you probably think everybody gets their doors open or everyone mm. gets free shit because you've lived in like the hot girl bubble. Yeah, yeah. like I like that it was sort of ex- explaining yeah. that she's gonna be able to get to places because of how she looks. But then again. Her character isn't conceited about it. Like she no. is completely aware of that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just stuff like that that I, I really that, did like. I, that line from TJ Miller is great where he's like, New York, the big city. It's like Big Apple. He's like, Big Apple City. <laughs> I just love that bit. I, I love the scene with the, where they're all at the bowling alley and they're yes. talking about how super fucking complicated this point system actually yeah. is in their heads. And they're like, minus one for the car. What about your car? I'm an artist, so it's yeah. expected that. <laughs> so, like, that's, so I'm exempted from that. And it's like, oh, minus a point for this and plus a point for this. And it's just like, so. But then they double down on the comedy with the guys bowling next to them. Yeah. And he's oh, like, I love fucking. Like, <laughs> bowl and just like throw <laughs> throws. <laughs> 
Sorry, I was fucking with your peripherals. Like, it's so funny. Oh, God, I love this. I'm going to watch it. And then anything Kristen Ritter says. Oh, is when, she answers, when she answers the phone with TJ Miller calling and he's like, she's like, did you call me because you were like, yeah. want it, you're like into me now? And like, yeah. and they're just like having this weird like. And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, okay. Cool. Are you a fucking plane doctor? No, shut the fuck up. Oh, so good. Well, that was she's out of my league. Uh, very strong recommend strong from everyone recommend. at the board. Strong recommend. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we just reached the highest of highs. That was our. Uh, that is my number one film so far of the year. It is my absolute favorite. I could watch it over and over again. Uh, let's go to the low. Uh, go to a real low. Let's go to the real low. We are, of course, talking about our family wedding. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the weeks leading up to a young couple's wedding are comic and stressful, especially as their respective fathers try to lay their long-standing feud to rest. They're long-standing? What? I mean, it literally so- meets like... Three days before the wedding. No, the the long-standing feud of the parking ticket in which they meet four hours later at dinner. The long-standing feud. Um, So, quick poster talk. Forrest Whitaker is not attempting to pull his son away. Also, like, no offence to Forrest Whitaker, but he looks like a chiseled god in that photo. Yeah, there's definitely... He's not the Forrest Whitaker that we... God, the, big, no. the puffy cheeks. Okay, forest. can we just like zoom in on the father's face though? Which on the father? other side, the other one. Yeah, uh, Carlos. Uh, there, oh, there you go. That's, that's problematic. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, God. I at least like America Ferrera and Lance Gross at least look like yeah. they're in that photo. Yeah, together. I'll say this about Lance Lance Gross. That's the most acting he did was in this person. <laughs> He, there's this, more emotion uh, in his face in a still photo than he did in 900 minutes of movie. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's. Um, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's the not a great poster. It's not. Not a great It's not poster. a great anything. No. <laughs> it's, I fucking hated this movie. Like, I fucking hated this movie so much. Like, I. Oh. Yeah. This yeah. movie was god awful terrible. Like it, just genuinely there, there terrible. Is, there is one person who can act well in this movie, and that is Regina King, and she's in about ten minutes of it. Yeah. So uh, that's yeah. there's that that it has going for it, I uh, guess. Peter just looks defeated. I, I have, you know what? I've You know what? <laughs> yes. I know. My soul has also been <laughs> defeated by this movie. I the one the one thing I want to say that I think after like Peter and I were messaging about this that has angered me the most about this movie is the very 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 impractical everything about the bathroom uh. in the dad's house. <laughs> it was yeah see, yeah like we are genuinely stressed like, out about this bathroom. Apart like there's carpet there's carpet on <laughs> his bathroom floor the tap. Can we just point out as well, just, I know we're going to jump ahead a bit, but for context, out of the two things in that scene you could be angry about, the goat that's on Viagra and humping everything was not the worst no, thing no, in no, that no, scene. No, 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 this is the first time when the dad's, when the the dad's using it. Like, oh, the water doesn't work. And the oh, sink no. is like flooding work. the bathroom. And, and then he don't floods remember. it. Yeah, and, then, and then he's like using a bucket <laughs> to pour it in this other sink that's not an automatic like, sink. Water off. And then the water turns off and you're like, well then... I don't remember this. And then the like medicine cabinet behind him is just opening and closing. I remember the medicine cabinet. Yeah, and at the same time, the bathroom's flooods flooding and he's trying to use a bucket and like. And then the bucket floods and then he walks out and there's like. 
the all cast, has, like, I was a, like, Forrest Whitaker didn't do this. And then I was like, no, it's the He has like a little so, bit yeah. of water on him, but in the bathroom, he gets like a lot of water. And all he does is use like a Forbes magazine to cover it. That then Forrest Whitaker tries to take off, off him. him. Like, and it's like, give me back my Forbes. That's oh. my subscription. Yeah. Like, so the moment I realized exactly oh, what I this realized, movie was going to I be. I realized it about half a second before you. And I just looked to see what your reaction was going to be. <laughs> and then I messaged you and you're like, that's the scene. <laughs> so go ahead and lay it so, out for us. Basically, you get a good, it, it's about five, maybe ten minutes of introducing all these characters. And um, I'm not going to lie about that. I was. I knew the humor wasn't great, but I was like, this is lighthearted. Like I was like sort of on board ish for the first I, 10 minutes. I, I didn't hate it. Yet. Yes. And that I, was that the was thing. I, I, was, oh, I was, I was, okay. I was pretty hateful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this isn't funny, but it's not, I, I'm not actively hating it. It's a, it, it was a, okay. I can definitely go do other stuff. Like yes. it, that was the mood yes. that it set me. Cause I ended up rearranging my book, my Blu-rays. That was what That's I did while way, watching, yeah. while watching this movie. I hung out washing. Yeah. I did. I definitely <laughs> was doing household chores. Yeah. Watching this movie. So, and I it was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why you two actually watched yeah. it. And I think that's why you two are so angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and suddenly like, so you're introduced to all these characters and then they get to the dinner. And as soon as basically, as soon as they sat down, because I didn't realize it was the, it was both sets of parents meeting at the dinner. Like if they'd said that earlier, or if I heard it as paying attention, I probably would have realized, but and then when he went, oh, I invited my dad. And I went, oh, fuck off. Like that's, <laughs> I literally just went fuck off to the screen. And as soon as he will, as soon as Forrest Whitaker turned up, I went, I hate this movie. And that's, and that is what got me to hate this movie. Do you know what movie. sucks about it? Is that it doesn't change from that premise at all no. for a hundred minutes. As soon, no. and it, yeah. As soon as that happened, I went, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen through every single second of this film and it's going to be unfunny for the rest of it. The the dads just spend the entire movie like finding ways to be mad at each other for stupid, stupid, stupid things. Like, and it's not even interesting things. No. Like they're just like causing a scene and being mad at each other throughout this entire movie. The first one they do, I called it the racial stereotype banter off, which is they yeah. just, we're literally just throwing racial stereotype slurs oh, yeah. at each I'm other. Not your, I'm not your brother, cuz. I'm not your cuz, hombre. Like, for fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, this is peak comedy. This movie is racist as fuck. Like it is. The whole thing. Hard literally the whole racist. thing. It's, yeah. Which, like, and it's like, it's just like, we'll take every, like, African-American and Mexican stereotype and just like... Just shove it in there. <coughs> throw it at you. Pa Dude, the, the one, the, like the... It was all bad, but the one scene for me where I was just like, I don't know if I could do this anymore is when the grandma faints, when the black, when the black fiance walks in oh, and the Mexican God, yeah. grandma just faints because when she looks at him. in 2010, like, like, Latin <laughs> Mexicans have never met before. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just... I was like, oh, we're really... Just full on. Do you, do you just, feel like it was one of those things where they were like, the progressive part of this movie is having a young mixed race couple, I guess. And it's like, but do you know what's funny about mixed race couples is how old and dated their parents are. Like, that's not funny. No. At the, in the, not like, no. Like, it's really, like, it's I mean, sad as, and um, upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> the like, one. Oh, you've got a daughter and a son who you clearly love and they found someone that they love. But because you're just so 
Because <laughs> because you gave me a parking ticket earlier yeah. today, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck up and your I, love life. See, I like I feel like I knew that both sets of parents are going to be at the dinner. Like I feel like they. I'm not going to lie; they probably do, they and I, I just missed. Well, it. that's why I knew it was coming yeah. before you did, so I was waiting for but you then, to figure like, out. I li- like I messaged you guys. I was like, I literally like forgot that they met. <laughs> like that's how I like this movie is memorable in terms of just how bad it is. <laughs> But like storyline wise, I was literally like, oh, Forrest Whitaker and Carlos Mencia have just had this big fucking stereotype off with yeah. each other about a the car. Band type. And then I knew that, oh, that's her dad and that's his dad. But then when they got to the dinner at the restaurant, I was literally like, I completely forgot you two had met because I yeah. wanted to wipe everything away <laughs> from my mind. So then when they're at dinner, you're like, oh. Hilarity will ensue. Also, but it doesn't. At the dinner, the sister pronounces Noki Nioki. And that pissed me off because I love Noki. I think Noki's delicious. I know it's got literally nothing to do with the outcomes of the movie, but I just wanted to put it out there. She calls it Nioki. And like, also, like, we're playing up like that she's doesn't want a man or that she's like, yeah, very butch. that's what I remember. I was like, that. Well, yeah. that seems. I, I, I one, of, one of my favorite things that you brought up about this movie was that we were supposed to believe Forrest Whitaker was a. Uh, a pimp. Yeah. A pimp. I wrote, uh, I mean, call me, say this is cultural appropriation, but I wrote Forrest Whitaker is a pimp dog because he is having sex with women a lot younger than him. And they want it? Like, that's it. Like, that's what I didn't just, believe. He never comes across as, like, if he was... He's not charming. No, he's not he's funny. A, he's a radio DJ. Like, if he was, if he was charming, I might have bought it. But he's not charming. <laughs> He's a dick. He's and a fucking like, douchebag. So, like, so Regina King wanting him, I was like, yeah. go, you can do so much better. Yeah, you know, she can do better because she's a lawyer and he's a radio DJ. And also, like, she is jacked up. In, dude. Like, Regina oh, yeah. King's always had, like, insanely yeah. toned arms. No, this she's movie, definitely, I was like, yeah. she's going to, she's like. What else oof. was she doing around this time? Or was she just that fit? I think she's just I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, like she's, I think like, so. She's like Angela Bassett. She's just like permanently in this yeah. like amazing shape. No, and then you see Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> and you're like, Nah, mate. Didn't we just talk about and she's out of my league? How, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm trying to fucking I'm just bring <laughs> yeah, it back. But we're saying she's out of my league. It works if they're like <laughs> if they're actually, nice they're and nice like character. charming and like <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Good people, like, yeah. He's not a nice character. But none of the characters are nice. No, no well, like, the the I just couldn't like when they kept going. All right, all right, all right. Our marriage, your wedding. I was like, fuck off. I mean, I if believe you want- that to an extent. I believe that as a mantra to an extent. Yeah, but, but it's like, don't there's no way that, that. You're, that the husband and the bride and groom have nothing. They have no say in the way like, that anything is. No, no, like, absolutely. Where they're like, okay, they can fight their cultural war of what kind of because wedding that we're going to have. For it. And, when, like, and when America Forever is yeah, like, that, how yeah. about we just like elope? I'm like. End this movie yeah, alone. Just do it. <laughs> just the end, save, directed by Rick Famous. The, like, <laughs> the smartest thing. Save your guys. Save yourselves all the stress yeah. of dealing with this crap and just like. And so they're organizing the whole wedding in like three days, aren't they? Isn't that? I don't even know what the like, timeline yeah. of this I movie is like. Three weeks. I think it's three weeks, and oh, that's okay. the joke. And that's the quote oh, unquote joke. Because he has like three the, weeks yeah. until he goes oh, to so Laos. He, yeah. To oh, Laos, Vegas. Laos Angeles. I forgot about that. Holy oh, shit. Oh, I hated this movie. Jesus I Christ. really, really one hated one, this movie. I want to bring up two scenes. One is the restaurant scene mm-hmm. with them telling him why marriage is just... Yeah, with dude. the oh. Porte Diggs 
Oh, like beautiful, beautiful velvety Tay Diggs, who <laughs> is one of the few men that can wear a pink sweater vest and get away with they it. They put he him is, in a pink sweater vest. So, he's so beautiful. And then he rocked up, and I was like, Tay Diggs got caught into this. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I literally was like, this Eddie Murphy looking motherfucker. And well, he's literally Eddie Murphy's it's brother. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> and that was an upside for me because I'm a big fan of D- Dave Chappelle, oh, Charlie Murphy thing. No. And I was like, oh, Charlie Murphy. But no, that, nah, that scene, that scene just, was where, there was no point to that entire yeah, scene. Exactly right. Because like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, this movie just got mildly better. And then nothing happened. I was like, no, I was, I was, I was missing. <laughs> they, they, they brought Tay Diggs really in like for one scene. And didn't do anything with his like, and he's not even credited. Oh my god! <laughs> like that's he's hilarious. Like, and in in the, the Wikipedia page, he's uncredited, but they have him as whipped Greg because he's like whipped by his girlfriend oh. and like, no, I didn't do the girlfriend voice. Like we've done he, whole SNL skits on you that. You know what that means? Like, it's not funny. He did this movie as a favor. <laughs> Fuck! What a shit favor to pull. <laughs> That's awful. What was, what was the so other So the, the other the one other is kind of like a two-part thing. Yeah. It's where they're in the car and all of a sudden they decide they're not going to get married. Oh, yeah. And oh. then, which like he is not great in that scene at all. Uh, at all. But then you get to the point where she has to tell like her, her parents and it's just like they're so shocked. They're like so shocked that yeah. all this fucking chaos that they, yeah. that like... <laughs> That that's not going to put a strain on anything. And the scene where, like, her dad is like, I can't believe you'd never mention him to me. Like, we talk all the time. And and then she just looks at him. I'm like, oh, please tell him. Please just say to his face, do you see what you guys have done since I've brought him home? Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't mention that I was dating it. Like, just the way that it's not even a little bit self-aware and won't admit it at any point that, like, like, it just has no... There's no point where she ever resolves anything no. with them, really. Like, it's just not... Because it, it, <laughs> it still baffles me as a romantic comedy trope that when it's like, oh, I'm introducing my fiancé to my parents for the first time. I will never it's understand It still baffles that. me because I'm like, nah. like, you've been dating... I just don't understand how you don't introduce your parents. So at least be like, this is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. But not like, no, no, we're getting married in like yeah. a few weeks and this is the first time you're going to meet. So naturally everything's going to go wrong. <laughs> no, no, like, that, no. This is the first time you're going to hear that I have a, boy, like, a partner. A partner, yeah, yeah. Who we are now engaged. It's <laughs> fucking this fucking movie. This movie. Uh, sorry, I looked. I just looked it up because you were asking what did Regina King do? Yeah. Uh, but So between the years, 2008... And 2013, she worked on one film. And, and it was, was this? It was this. She was doing TV then? Not even TV. Wow. She, she has nothing credited between her, 2008 her and 2013. Hey? Oh, thank God she's back, by the way, because yes. she's incredible. But she might be in Knives Out too. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, it's just like this movie just takes like all of the bad cliches and does them horribly. And it's yeah. just like. And it's just, it's so cringy to watch because it is just like a like a racist movie, the whole movie, where it's just uncomfortable. Like, it's not even a funny comedy about the families not getting along. Yeah. It's like this, this like, they didn't like realize that they were racist or something. And now all of a yeah. sudden like, it's that's like. It. It's like, it's not even like, it's not even acknowledging that what they're doing is wrong. Like, no. they just think it's funny. And I'm like, we've seen, we've seen movies where the families don't get along. Yeah. Like, we've seen this. It can be done. Like, even if you wanted to just go, like, generic down the middle, at least we would have gotten maybe a couple of giggles out. Like, there, yeah. there was not 
one moment that I cracked a smile in this. <laughs> Maybe when Tay Diggs came on screen, I was just like, oh, "Hey, that's Tay Diggs." Fuck. Yeah. Oh fuck this, this movie! Now, <laughs> now this movie had three writers. Let's not forget. I believe they were all male. Shock. Shock, because that's my next point is that they definitely were talking about the sister and how she's like, I don't need no man and mm. stuff. There's definitely a, a, towards the beginning, a portrayal of the whole, like women in relationships are just crazy. Like that's the mentality. All the guys, all the older men definitely have in this. Cause they're just like, well, that's basically what that scene with Tay Diggs. Yeah. Is yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that might be the one I'm actually referring to because there was like this, I now I don't fully remember why I wrote this note, but I wrote PTSD relationships. Now, did they say something about, he was like one of the guys was like, oh, I'm so affected by how crazy this girl was. Might have been Charlie. It was, Murphy. It no, like it's, the, some- it's the mom. It's how that's it's right. The, okay, it's his mom was so wacky yeah. and crazy. It's not Regina King. Oh, it's no, it's Forrest Whitaker's yeah, ex-wife. It's yeah. Forrest. Yeah. It's, she was so crazy and wacky that's and out right. there that she ruined. But they're like him playing that like it's like such a serious detriment to like. Oh. His character, like, he's like, oh, you know, I wouldn't and be so jaded now if like, it wasn't for this crazy I, woman. I understand that, like, there are relationships with trust issues and things out there, but I do not believe that the woman who was supposedly married to Tay Diggs in this movie would be acting in a way where he yes. he doesn't answer. Yeah. And then it's like, where they'd be able to go and she's going to call him now. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And then, like, five, four. <laughs> like, so then you go... So the end of the joke is that he answers the phone after five seconds. Like, like that's the joke because let's not forget uh, three people wrote this joke <laughs> and one of them. Do we know what these three people are like? What else? Uh, I'm, actually, we, uh, oh, I'm, I'm terrified to tell you. We I just know, we know exactly what one of them have worked on. Uh, it's yeah. Rick Famuyua, who's famous for doing dope. Oh uh, yeah. Who's also just directed a few episodes of the Mandalorian. Yep. He's a fantastic director. Oh, so he wrote this as well. Yes. He wrote and directed this. Okay. I knew that he directed it. Dope, I think, I know we briefly discussed before, I really like Dope. I think Dope is a very interesting and unique, uh, you know, take on how they tell the story in the movie. And I remember being like, I want to watch out for more of what this guy does. I never backpedaled. Although, to be fair, <laughs> Dope came out after. Yes. Dope did come out so after. So Dope came so out in 2015. Yeah. yeah. And then he, when his name popped up on The Mandalorian on some pretty good episodes, we were like, oh, wow, this, we were talking about it. We've given him the genius, genius tier. Yep. We, I never, I don't know why I've never really associated this on his IMDb page. And when this came up that Rick Famuyu had directed this film, I went, oh, no, <laughs> this is not. Like, we all start out with some bad movies, but, like, we don't start out with bad movies like this bad. But these thing, this wasn't the start. Yeah. Like, like this was, like this in, was about this was three or four That's in. That's the and saddest that's part. The, like, like, you almost think, like, was this, like, a, was it, like, a, like, a studio? Like if a, he wasn't you know? a writer, I would, I would give a lot more. I suppose more, he did like, actually. Yeah, yeah that's did, the thing. I would have given a lot of forgiveness. Like yeah. As Kevin a director, if, yeah, like and like I don't blame Kevin Smith for cop out. I blame the writing for cop out. Yeah, I I don't know if I can have the same level of forgiveness simply for because this. it doesn't look like the way it's credited. It doesn't look like it was like Rick came on and did a rewrite. Like it looked like it was three people who wrote the script yeah. together, <sighs> and one of them is working on Alpha uh, on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah, uh, look. <laughs> I'm going to move on from this because uh, uh, this man. is now just go- going to hurt. So uh, that, oh, sorry. And I do just want to mention the scene where it literally lost me and I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I it, this is the closest I have come 
to yeah it, it yeah this is the closest i've come to just turning a movie off and that was a goat takes viagra and humps everything well the goat doesn't voluntarily <laughs> the goat doesn't go it sitting climbs on the bathroom into that stupid <laughs> stupid bathroom <laughs> and because water just Magically comes out of the faucet when you don't do anything and it eats Viagra, which is apparently another funny joke because Forrest Whitaker needs to take Viagra and then slip into Magnum condoms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't perpetuated black stereotypes. <laughs> oh, Lord. But also Viagra, I'm not a scientist. Viagra no. is not an... <laughs> believe it or not, I'm a PhD in cop-out. Um, with... <laughs> We t- I feel like that's going to be the running joke for the whole year. I'm going to say I love a movie and everyone's going to go, no, you like to cop out so you don't, you don't have an opinion. Like, all right, Dr. Cop Out. Dr. Cop Out. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, um, Viagra is not necessarily... Dr. Cop Out. my hair, Dr. Cop Out. Well, we're talking about Dr. Vi- Dr. Viagra, Dr. Cop Out, Dr. Cock Out. Um... <laughs> Viagra is not an aphrodisiac. It doesn't necessarily make you horny. It just allows blood flow to help you get an erection. The erection itself isn't the hormones that are making you horny. So why is the goat humping? If it was a goat with a boner, that would make more sense. Not necessarily be funny. It would just make more sense. Now, I'm not trying to search for meaning and sense in this movie. I probably thought, oh, if a goat humps people... It will be funny. Yeah, and you know what? Wrong road to take, but yeah, the and science just doesn't match up for me. And that's your weekly scientific fact from Dr. <laughs> Cop Out. I will be next week for more of Dr. Cop Out's tips. I'll have, I'll have a science fact for every movie oh, from now on. <laughs> so a, a, a very, 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 very solid recommend from all of us for oh, our yeah. family wedding. Oh, um, yeah. God. Especially Kay Diggs in a beautiful pink sweater vest. Then just Google image it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was the four films. We got through all four films. Uh, this is our longest episode to date, but uh, we did. Right. It's the first time we've done four films. So not all the right. last as well. What's, yeah. uh, what's our box office looking like? All right, oh, yeah. we started with Alice in Wonderland on sixty two point seven million dollars. Green Zone opened fourteen point three. Yeah, that's not good for a $110 million film. That's really not good. Uh, She's Out of My League with $9.7 million. That's pretty good. uh, Shutter Island with $8.14 million. Remember Me with $8 million. Our Family Wedding with seven point six. So I'm going to say this. I am very proud of the American audiences for realizing that... Our family wedding was the worst of the four films, so that was the one yeah. that it didn't or it didn't support. So I, I'm very proud of that. Uh, Avatar with 6.5 million. We had, Avatar is down outside the top five. That's pretty impressive. In March. In March. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh, Brooklyn's Finest with 4.47. Cop Out with 4.2 million, and The Crazies with 3.6. I love that The Crazies are still in there. By the yeah. way, like I'm glad that sort of had some legs. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> kind of. It's been three weeks. Probably for its budget, though, as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. Like- uh, dropped out from last week. Percy Jackson dropped from seventh. Crazy Heart dropped from ninth. Valentine's Day dropped from eighth. And Dear John dropped from tenth. In major movie news, we have Steven Spielberg signs on to direct Robopocalypse. Oh, it's 
been 10 years. Yeah, no Robopocalypse. Uh, uh, I, I think I he's actually dropped out at this point too. Like I don't, I think it's, I think it's one that he's always said I want to do, but yeah. I just can't because uh, Chris Hemsworth has signed on for that as well at this right, point. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that was about six years ago. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marvel enters talks with Hugo Weaving to play Red Skull. Nice. Iconic. Yep. Of course, know that those talks go very well. Yes, indeed. They they do. Mm. David Fincher is in talks to direct an American remake of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. That's that's awesome news. Like, that's shouldn't be, like, a thing that works. Like, because Girl with the Dragon Tattoo seems like very, a very... It's, I know it's like a, a crime movie that is, you know, the story is quite universal, but the actual settings and how the movie feels is very based in Sweden. So the fact that America got the remake right. And like yeah. the fact, yeah, like the fact that they got a good director that awesome like yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So I'm not, I don't do the full uh, list of block of um, releases and stuff, but at this point, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo has been getting like it's been doing well in the US yeah. it's like it's just outside the top 10 right um they're getting they're getting the two sequels are getting released like mm. girl the dragon tattoo the sweetest version yeah. has only just opened in the US yeah, so okay. it, because it's an 09 film I, we have I remember room. the quick succession they came out here yeah. as well like we got yeah. them quite quick yeah. yeah we get them later in the year so cool. uh robert downey junior is in talks to join gravity uh clearly those talks didn't go well wow <laughs> Angelina Jolie and Robert Downey Jr. Gravity just would have been so a weird. different yeah, movie, a different very movie. different movie. And we have the 82nd Academy Awards, which were held on March 7th. I'm just really quickly oh. going to go through the top six, the six awards. Monique won Best Supporting Actress for Precious. Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor for Inglorious Bastards. Oh, your favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Sandra Bullock won Best Actress for The Blind Side. Jeff Bridges won Best Actor for Crazy Heart, mm-hmm. and Catherine Bigelow became the first female to ever win Best Director for The Hurt Locker, and of yes. course, The Hurt Locker won Best Picture. So good. So deserving. Very, yeah. I mean, look, great. I, I think that's an interesting, very interesting year at the Academy Awards. And, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and you know, other, other topics is uh, Up One Animated Feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Up actually tied for the most amount of Academy Awards won by an animated film up until that point um beauty and the beast was the other one Mm. before wins because it wins for uh best original score uh and it only won two sorry yeah one two academy awards so yeah uh other than that any major news stories jump out at you guys i think it's kind of cool that two of them at least actually happened comes to fruition (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah I mean, yeah, we got two. We have four major news stories, two of which happen and two of which that don't. So, or one of which which may end up one well, day. Well, I happening. mean, unfortunately for Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man did really well, and he's had a pretty good <laughs> career since. So, yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for him that he didn't get to do Gravity yeah. as well. I, it's just interesting to me that we've had kind of two weeks. Well, not two weeks in a row, but like two weeks of casting news about Gravity that both never yeah. come to fruition. Mm, yeah. Like because. Obviously, being able to look back on it, you think about how much of a different mm. movie that completely would have been with those two cast Super members versus different. what we got. Like, especially because, like, Angelina Jolie, when she pulled out, like, Sandra Bullock wasn't even in their mm. top. Once, like, it was, like, yeah. Marion Cotillard, Natalie Portman, and then there was this whole heap of, like, he was, like, 
like lively, like all these people. Mm. And I think the Oscar win definitely helped put Sandra Bullock back in. Because we also, as much as she had the blind side, she was also coming off all about Steve. Yep. Which, you know, <laughs> I, I did before the blind side, yeah. Sandra Bullock's career was oh definitely God. up and down with a lot of. Yeah. That's Bradley Cooper's yeah. in that one yeah. as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like that. She last. wins. She wins that the same day. I mean, like I just didn't, I didn't put the Razzies in here yeah. because like I don't. She went like to them. the Razzies and, and accepted yeah. her award because she did that the night before. She then went to accept the Oscar. It's the only time it's ever happened yeah. where someone's won the Razzie, Razzie and, and the Oscar. Oscar. So then, the like next her night. career since the Oscar win is obviously she's very much more in demand. Can yeah. pick and choose. Mm. But it's just weird to think that like Natalie Portman, Marion Cotillard, Blake Lively were like put ahead yeah. of Sandra Bullock at this time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Australian release dates, we had Green Zone and Remember Me open the same day oh, as the US. We also had Cirque de Freak, The Vampire's Assistant. Oh, my God. Open in here about, <laughs> five, mo- yeah, about yeah. five months after the US because it came out in October in the that US. That just came and went, didn't oh, it? Yeah. It just fucking, yeah. It did Is your nothing. fave in that one? My fave. Yeah. Is that Nicolas Cage? No. No, no. no John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Uh, um, I think Summer Hayek. I feel like she's in there. Who's in that? Yeah. Who plays it? But uh, it's not Anton Yelchin, is it? No. It looks don't like him so. though. I think Taylor's going. Taylor's going to do a really quick Google yeah. search and have. Like have it's just a movie that yeah, it's just it's it just literally like, came it just and went. Has no like has no recollection mm. in the brain. It's a no no. Oh, is it? Okay. Hold on. Give me a moment, please. <laughs> Josh Hutcherson, John C. Uh-huh. Riley. Uh, Jessica Carlson. Oh, yeah, no names. Uh, like other than those two, other obviously. Than Josh yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Ken Watanabe. Hey. No, some hike isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well okay. done. Yeah. Well, Orlando well Jones, Willem oh. Dafoe. Oh Jesus! Wow. Oh, wow. Dafoe. So oh, fuck. He likes to so, pop up in some Oh God, shit. that poster though. Uh that's see. I remember that poster. Yeah, that's, so DVD, that's the DVD yeah. cover. Yeah. 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 I remember that. All right. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week on 10 Years On. Uh, I want to thank my wonderful <laughs> panelists, Taylor, Dr. Copout, and <laughs> Peter. What, a, what a fucking episode. Hey, this has been some highs and lows. Yeah, and this is... I'm exhausted. Yeah. After that. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, it's like I'm just like kind of therapeutic. Yeah. Watching bad movies and... Bitching about them. <laughs> and also some really great ones. Uh, guys, if you are joining along, we have our... Big week next week. Woo! You thought this week was long. We got a big one next week. We have Repo Man, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Bounty Hunter, The Runaways, and Greenberg. All coming out next week that we're going to talk about right here well, on might, 10 weeks. I mean, might need to edit it in an intermission next week. Like, <laughs> I might need to have like a... <laughs> Press pause here. <laughs> we'll, have a, we'll have a therapist waiting outside just for a 10-minute debrief. I am a doctor, so. actually. Dr. Coppout, come talk to me about all your needs. That's never going to leave. I hope you realize that. I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much. And until next time, my name's been Jacob London. Take care.